Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. <clears throat> it's the middle of the night, and a really blustery night where I, where I live. <laughs> I think it might be slightly better than it was a few hours ago, but it was so windy, really windy, and like um, rainy, but not snow. Uh, but it was not the type of night you wanted to be um, driving in. And I, everybody was telling me, well, not everybody, I mean, just a couple of people had told me, oh, don't do it. You really should go the other way. And I didn't. I drove over the mountain. I was like, no, I'm going to be courageous. Um, <laughs> and it went okay, but I drove really slowly and carefully. Um, and voila, I'm okay. So I wanted to talk about something. I, I, I think we all have these things happen. We all have these things happening. And I, I wanted to share some of them. Because I just do. <laughs> um, I'm going to go a little bit back in time. Not right. I'm going to start out with this. That I... So I had... The first interview at a different company. I didn't get the one job. And um and I'm I'm really accustomed to that <laughs> by this point. I'm like, oh okay, whatever. You know, and I was just thinking like the right job is coming along. I don't know where it's gonna be, but I had even a not job. Not even not a job, but um right now I'm I'm feeling a little bit better with a job than without a job so that I have an income coming in. Uh, so these people had gotten with me probably, it was before Thanksgiving because I they asked for my, basically asked for my transcripts because they wanted to make sure it's another counseling type job and they wanted to make sure that my education was in line with um, their state's like requirements for being a counselor. So I had sent them my transcripts like right after Thanksgiving. Um, and then I didn't hear from them. Sorry, I'm yawning. It's the middle of the night. I'll try to like not yawn. I try to not yawn, but it doesn't work. Anyway, so they've been getting with me, and I had an interview like two days ago. So it was on, um, it was on Wednesday. I had this really like quite lovely interview with these people. I really liked them. Uh, and then I had a follow up interview. I I can't I can't even make this stuff up, my friends. I can't make this stuff up. There, there, and I didn't write down a whole list of requirements, um, partly because this is just, just a stepping stone. This is a stepping stone to getting me physically in a place that I would like to be. So like moving from where I am, I would be moving from where I am to another state. And this is a stepping stone for me to getting there. That's not my, because they even asked me like, so what are your, what are your like goals? And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, well, I can't tell them that. It's like, I can't tell them what my goals are. Like they're, what? (laughs) 
I would be saying something so abstract that they would laugh at me and think I was absolutely out of my mind. So I had to really quickly come up with something that was, you know, down to this earthy, you know, oh, well, my ultimate goal is world peace. You know, I don't know, like, what am I going to say? Um, so this is a stepping stone. But like, can I have it all? Like, If I were to write out a list, can I have it all? I could not even believe it. These people actually have a company car, just like where I'm working now. I'm like, oh my God, they have a company car and they have less clients. Like, I would be seeing half the amount of people, like even on a full load, I would have half the amount of people that I'm seeing right now. Like, you should have seen me all this week and doing my case notes. I did not get them in until last night at 9.30. I just, this week, it just, I'd been derailed and I'd been like, had other stuff going on and working on this and that. And I had an eval I had to write and I, I just, I just could not. And I also was doing my procrastination thing and also... I was really resistant. I did not want to write these things. And part of the reason why I didn't write them, because I was telling you on my last podcast about how I, there was a complaint written about me, like a formal written complaint about me. And one of the problems that was pointed out is actually true about me. Uh, my supervisor was saying that I really need to take better notes. But to be honest, I'm barely scraping by on getting all these notes done. It is like this massive albatross. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I can't even describe it. It's like, oh my God. And I have to write them in two different places. That's another thing that just drives me insane. I don't just write them in one place. I, ha- I have always had to, but, you know, I have to write them physically in two different places. So like in a computer, like a, a database, and then in a file form. So I have two different places I have to write out all this stuff. And then I have to look up dates. I have to blah, blah. I mean, it's, oh, God, I just... I don't even know how to describe it. So anyway, so this new job, I would have half. I'm assuming that I'm going to have to write notes, but my dream is, this is my dream. My dream is to be able to write my notes that day, like have my notes written that day so that I um, I don't have to um, worry about it. Like, I, I'm not waiting till the next week. Because here's another thing that ends up happening. You forget. Like, oh, yeah, what were we talking about last week? It's, it's like, I really need to write this stuff down. And sometimes do. But, you know, when you're cramming four or five people into an, an afternoon two days a week, I don't have any time between clients. Like I'm barely making it between one client to the next um, because I'm just trying to meet my quotas and it, it's pretty nuts. Um, but anyway, so this other job would have like 
less. I'm trying to think. There was a second thing that happened. There was this first thing. Oh, there's two things. Oh, my God. You're not even going to believe this. So the first thing that ends up happening is is they they asked me for another interview. They said, okay, we'd like to set up another, a second interview with you, which seems promising, right? So I'm like, okay. So we set up the second interview. And I noticed that the time that she sent it, the second interview invite was 3.33. So it has three different, different, it has like three of my consecutive numbers in the time that she sent the invite. But there was a second thing. I, so I'm, I'm looking at like places to live. So I'm, I'm looking at these different places to live and, and I go and I go, where is the office? Where would the office I'd be working out of be? And it is on the same, the same name as the street that I grew up on. Or the avenue that I grew up on in Phoenix. It has the same, same um, <laughs> name. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, well, we'll just have to see how this goes. But... Um, and then I was just, then I just got to thinking, and this is what this podcast is about. Can we have it all? You know, it's like, we've been told, no, you can't have it all. You can't, but can we? Have we not been having it all just because we believed the bogus premise that we can't have it all? So in some ways, either we can or we can't. But maybe we can have it all. So maybe I can have a job in a state that is incredibly liberal and not have the vaccine because they haven't said anything about it. They haven't skirted around it. They haven't asked me if I'm immunized. Nothing. They haven't said anything about it. I've been, I haven't really known exactly how to handle it, but I, I really feel like I need to ask them. And then if they were to say, yes, I have to have it, I don't know what I would do. I'm just going to say that right now. I have no idea. I really like the people and I really like, it seems like I like the company. When I looked it up, they have almost five stars on their rating. I've never seen that before because I actually look up the ratings on the businesses that I'm considering working for. I actually do. I just in the process of like their ratings right there. So I look it up and I look, I read what other employees have said about them. And this is a very highly rated agency. So, so I'm laying in bed, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about this whole concept of how can we have it all? And I, I got to thinking about something when we had moved to this town. I was married at the time with two very small children, a four-year-old and a, and a two-year-old. And my four-year-old had just had the second seizure. My son has had a couple of seizures, my oldest child. He had two seizures when he was very, very young. And... And 
he had had the second seizure around the time that we had moved. It was really horrible. I'm not even going to go down that, how this whole thing, that whole thing went down. But anyway, so, um, just to give you a little teensy idea, my, my nephew had just passed away from cancer. So like in March, my, my, my nephew passed away of cancer. And then in April, we move to where we're living now. Cause we had had a, a house built and everything. We had to move in the works anyway. So we end up moving in April and we're trying to set everything up because we're in this brand new place and we're trying to set up, you know, and then we're trying to set up babysitters. And I'm sitting there and it's a community, actually it was a, it was somebody from the school that my son was going to, or I'm not really sure, like somebody that was family members or friends with somebody from the school that my son was going to, because we didn't know anyone here, no one. So, um, and she's really young. She was like 12 or 13 years old. It was one of these deals where we had to pick her up, bring her to our house and then drive her home after she babysat. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is all well and good, but I got to tell this family that my son has had seizures. Like, you know, how is this little girl going to handle this? And, and so I said, well, I said, I just gotta, I gotta tell y'all something. I said, you know, my son has had a couple of seizures and, and this little girl says, oh, that's not a problem. I have an aunt with epilepsy. <laughs> like, really? Isn't that just bizarre? And she ended up being our babysitter for years. Um, she was just like a really sweet soul, is a very sweet soul. And so that just worked out, right? This worked out. So then I got to thinking about... <laughs> so I remember um, like when I was super, super young, I had gone through this this breakup. So I break up with somebody that I loved at the time. I believed I loved him. And he was like, I really loved this guy. And, and then like within a month, my dad passed away. So it was like August, this thing went down and in September, my dad passes away. And it was really bad, my friends. I I could barely eat. I mean, I was just tiny. I, I it was not good. Um and and so then over the next year I I dated like a ton of guys. Like a ton. I can't even tell you. I just I dated like a whole lot of guys, but it was kind of a no, 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 no. And I got this invitation to go to a home mass because <laughs> I, I was a Catholic at the time and I, I was also um, working for Southwest Airlines and I didn't have, I worked a lot of weekends and so I couldn't go to mass on Sunday. So this was kind of cool. This was like a different night of the week and I, yeah, I'll go. 
And it was with a, like a young adult group. So I had been out all day long. I mean, I was, I was completely not in the zone whatsoever. I mean, not whatsoever about meeting anyone. And, and I walk up to this, like, um, it was like, um, it was like a house that I had never seen anything like it. I was a West Side girl. <laughs> okay, so there have been jokes made over the years about the fact that I was from the wrong side of the tracks. Okay, so I grew up in the West Side of Phoenix. The, the, the East Side of Phoenix is where you really want to be brought up in. You know, like the Scottsdale or Tempe, but mostly Scottsdale area. Um, and I grew up in close to Glendale. It wasn't Glendale, but it was close to Glendale. And so I had never seen a house like this before. I mean, like, I'm just being real. I mean, I had driven through some, but actually this is really funny I'm having like this remembrance of doing that I used to drive through this neighborhood called the Biltmore and I used to kind of dream and I used to wonder actually my one of my best friends when I was a kid oh my god she would drive me through and I always wondered like when you live in a house like that what kind of toothbrush do you use I know this sounds really weird but it was like I would always wonder like what do you wear to bed when you live in a house like that? Does your toothbrush, like, do you have a golden toothbrush? I mean, I was just curious, you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so so I pull up to this house that is just like no other house I'd ever been. And I I go to park and there's this guy and he's outside and he's like sweeping. He's sweeping the the the, like this cobblestone driveway and and I'm like I'm I get out of the car and I'm like oh is there and I go walk up to him he does not stop sweeping or acknowledge me not at all he just keeps sweeping and he says um are you I said is there a whole mass here and he said yeah and he keeps sweeping and I said, and then I ask him like a second question and then like, thank the good Lord, his brother comes out and saves me. He like brings me in. Oh, you can come in and help, you know, help prepare. Anyway, so I walk into this, this house that is like literally like a church. This house was like nothing I had ever seen before or have ever seen again. Um, so I end up going and sitting and there's like a full musical ensemble in this house. And there's all these young adults walking around and, and I just go and I sit down like away from everyone. And then <laughs> the original guy comes and he sits right next to me. And I'm thinking, well, that's peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of weird he comes and he sits right next to me and um we did indeed like three years later we got married I ended up marrying this guy 
Um, met him completely out of nowhere. Just so fast forward, you know, we have two children together. Uh, fast forward, we get a, get a divorce. I'm single. I'm taking care of two little children and my, and my, my son is always getting these like cracks in his like palms, like just always. So I was, I went into this, um, uh, shop in, in like this little, kind of like this little mall and where I live. And I was, I actually was always going in there to buy this stuff because she made the best shea butter. It was like a lavender shea butter that would help his cracked knuckles. It was the only thing that worked. So I go in there one day. I'll never forget it. I was, uh, and I'm like in these little shorts. And (laughs) I mean, I've always been a very modestly dressed person, always, but for like this particular day, I remember I was wearing shorts, um, but I wasn't dressed immodestly. But um, I can, and the shop owner, she just says, my ex-husband would love you. And I'm like thinking, what? And <laughs> seemed like a really good idea at the time. Uh, anyway, she ends up giving asking for my phone number so I'm like well okay so (laughs) so he ends up calling me and he's like he's like uh so do you want to you want to take a ride I'm basically on my motorcycle and I'm like well okay (laughs) Like, and in hindsight, I'm thinking like of the stuff that I've done in this life, I must like truly be looked after. I just like, you know, when I want my daughter just hopping on the back of somebody's motorcycle, I I think probably not, but okay. Um, so I, we arranged to meet and <laughs> this was like something out of freaking a modern Romeo and Juliet. I can hear him because like, you know how motorcycles are and he comes up the hill to, and I'm, I walk out on my balcony and I look down (laughs) and this guy, he is like dressed in like, he's got like even like these chaps on like, and he's got this leather jacket and it's just like, I'm like, I'm looking at, he could not have been cuter. I mean, like truly, he was just adorable. And, uh, (laughs) So I go walking down, I hop on the back of his motorcycle. Um, we go, no helmets, nothing, like completely irresponsible. And we end up taking this like massive ride. It's a, it's a pretty popular ride in the area that I live in. And, um, and we get back and he says, you know, oh, well, why don't I, why don't we go in and get changed and I'll pick you up for dinner? And I'm like, well, okay, okay. You know, so he drops me off. I go upstairs to get ready for dinner the entire time. I I look in the mirror and it's like something you cannot believe. My hair, it looks like an afro. (laughs) This is no exaggeration. It takes me a half an hour just to brush out my hair. (laughs) 
<laughs> I swear, I'm not exaggerating. It was nuts. Like, I, my hair was just... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And this guy saw me like that. I'm standing there. <laughs> I look like I literally have a rat's nest on my head. I'm like, it's a wonder he ever asked me out again. Um, but And then we end up going to dinner. And then... um. So we kind of dated off and on for a while. Like we will actually mostly off. So we dated for like four months and then I, I called it off and then he came, he circled back into my life about, um, a year later after that. And then within a month I was, I was pregnant. I mean, if you can imagine that, I mean, I know I was a grown woman, but I was a single mom. I had two, like at this point, I had a four-year-old and a five-year-old. She would have been five because she was six when my youngest was born. and So five and seven or eight-year-old. And um, so my kids were a little bit older, but I was like, I was a single mom. I was so scared. I can't even tell you. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and then this guy, like, what is he going to say? Ugh. But anyway, um, we did not even live together. We were not married. We did get married eventually, but we were not even living together for until he was two or one. I think we may have moved in together when he was one, and we got married when he was two years old. Um, but... uh. But and so we did not get married because we had a child together. That's not why we got married. Um, because we didn't have to get married because, you know, we got married because we wanted to, we loved each other and we wanted to try to have this family situation together. And it was, it was um, really hard. Uh, that's something that I'd like to do a podcast about, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. But. Basically, what I'm trying to talk about is this, like, it is, it's just sort of out of nowhere. Or at least it had been in the past. Like, seemingly out of nowhere, these, like, I mean, I I guess I had a desire for this, a general desire. And even my youngest son, I remember that I, I would have liked to have had another child, just one more, but I really, it was really a bugaboo for me. My, my first, um, husband like said that he, he never wanted any children, more children. He was really adamant about it. We had had two and he was just, I don't want any more children. And I just, I really felt like that was just like put on me. It was just this, like, like, you know, I don't know. I didn't like that, that he just, had this hard and fast thing. We're not having any more kids. And, um, and so I, but I didn't know how it was going to come about, but, um, and I ended up, I didn't end up having another child, obviously that's history. Um, but so as opposed to now, but, and so basically what I'm trying to say is like back in these different times when these things happened, and they happened a lot, and I think they happen a lot for all of us. But 
I, I had like a general desire for something, but I wasn't focused on it. I wasn't doing any like, like foundational work on it or anything. So you fast forward, I have this life changing event and then I, I, I really get the, the knowledge that I'm creating my reality, which was honestly a really scary and ominous idea to me. I was like, oh my God. I'm creating my reality. Like I, I, before that, I just thought it was just like kind of something that was happening. That there really was this outside reality that was happening to me. And so, but it is sort of this balance because, because while we, while we are creating our reality by our thoughts, We actually aren't doing these things. We're not actually the ones who are doing the creation. It is, it is God or the creator of everything that is, that is actually creating it. We may have the thought about it. I mean, it's just sort of like, it's, it's like likening to something that is just said in these circles having to do with that. There's so much going on with our body that we we don't tell our body to do that. Like just this concept that our heart is beating, our heart is beating throughout our life. And we, we have no idea that our heart is beating throughout our life. It's just crazy. <clears throat> and so, and so I believe that these things that are happening are, are kind of like that. They're automatically happening by this this process of creation of that which creates which is that <laughs> so oh god how am i making sense and so so i i so now now i am i am learning this process and one of the things that I found in this process of learning that I create my reality is that there is a number of times where things are an almost before it actually becomes aligned. So like even this, I had an interview like a couple like weeks ago and I was really kind of sad I didn't get that job, but I'm glad that I didn't get my job, that job, because this job is in the place that I really wanted to go. This is like exactly where I want to live. And um, and there's some other key points to it where I don't have to, I'm not going to have like this huge driving time um, that I would have had at that other job because I would have had to have lived like an hour away. I'm not going to have that drive time. Um, and uh, And then they have a company car. Like, oh my God, they have a company car. Uh, it's like, I really like the people. I, you know, I don't know. I just, um, and I got to thinking about, um, so basically in the, in, the, in the process of getting like as close to the ultimate as we can, which I think that even the ultimate is going to have stuff. It's going to have stuff like happen, even the ultimate. 
And, and then in hindsight, you go, guy, you know, I mean, I know that this thing happened, but it was all just perfect, right? It's like, it was absolutely perfect. And it went down just exactly as it was supposed to, you know, but, so, but even that thing, you know, like sometimes these little things happen, you know, like, um, you read, you get every red light on the way there, or you forget something that you was really important to you, or I don't know. So, um, you know, I don't know what may come up with this new job, but I mean, I'm sure that something, there'll be things like every day is not just a smooth sailing day. And I've, and I've actually asked this, like, I've asked this question out loud. Why is life like this? And and the answer that I get, <laughs> and I'm not sure if this is accurate, but this is the answer that I get is that it would be super boring if it didn't have these layers of every single day. It's just kind of different, isn't it? Like we don't have the same day every day. Like, really, like, if you think about it, it's like every single time you go to the grocery store, you have a whole different set of people to interact with. You don't, like, go to the grocery store and it's the same people. You don't, or you don't even go to the same grocery store. Like, I go to, sometimes I go to Trader Joe's, sometimes I go to Sprout, sometimes I go to, you know, when I'm lucky and I'm in Phoenix, I go over to, um, to Whole Foods. Okay, so you're, so you're, you know, I mean, like, my day is not the same day every single day. And I have, like, different things happen. Like, yesterday, I felt really, really fortunate because I knew I was going to be driving over the mountain and that there was this client and I was supposed to see her at five o'clock and it was getting dark. And it would have been worse for me to drive over a, a, rainy mountain on a if it was super super dark and so that client actually I texted her she said I'm sorry I'm not at home and so she like basically canceled on me or no showed me because she didn't even let me know she was she I mean she said she was sorry but but I was so grateful like oh thank you God that I can go home right now and so, like everything, and even though it's seemingly not working, it's working. It's like, but every single day isn't the same day. And so, you know, we just have these days. Cause I, <laughs> I think it's so funny because I asked this question about this latest thing. So in my car, and I, I love my car. I'm fixing to pay it off. Um, my payments aren't really huge on this car, but I've had them for, you know, three years now, four years. And I just, I really like the car. It's a cute little, little thing. I have a, I, um, anyway. And all of a sudden when I turn off the car or I turn off the, um, the heater, there's this clicking noise and it's loud. I mean, it's like this really loud clicking noise. And I'm just like, oh my God. And it's like just another thing. It's like in my mind, it's like just another thing that I have to deal with. 
And, but these things are going to happen. You know what I mean? When you, with car ownership, these things are going to happen. Sometimes your battery's not going to work. Sometimes, you know, your air pump's going to give up. Sometimes your transmission, like, has happened in this car. You know what I mean? Like, stuff happens. And, and I don't have to really concern myself with it. It's really all right. Everything's good. It all has this really weird way of working out. <clears throat> and so, and so back to my idea of, of, of having it all. So, so I'm in the process of, of learning how to, to create my life, like to create my life. And I, I, and so now I spend like exorbitant amounts of time just in my imagination. And lately I am imagining this project. I've been imagining, I think I, I talked about something, a few, I cannot remember what podcast that I, that I was telling you all about it, but, um, and I don't, I don't really know that I want to talk about it, but it's something that I'm working on in my, in my head. And it's very, very exciting. It's very exciting. And, and I just had this like premonition. Usually these premonitions I have like come true. I mean, I woke up with this like whole, it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna write this thing and then this is what's gonna happen about it. And I just was like, what? It was really out of nowhere. Like kind of out of nowhere. And then now it's just like in my head and it's just like a done deal. Now it's like, I just, I have to do this. And so, and so, and then that is me carving out the time every day to do this. And I was thinking about my violin and I'm like, you know, I, I can't, I really cannot add one more thing. So my violin's going to have to wait. I can't practice right now. I can't have that as a focus on top of everything else. Like, I mean, if some days, if I feel like it, I'm going to practice, but I cannot like focus on that right now. I have to focus on my writing. So I'm trying to figure out how to, um, you know, and it's just coming to me right in this moment that this huge deterrent is having to write these weekly reports. Um, because every single week I have to write them and it takes me hours. And so when I get home from work, like I had to work on it late into the evening yesterday. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to write, I don't want to do anything else with that. Because I'm having to write these very lengthy reports. And it's gotten worse in the last six months. In the last six months, it's gotten worse with these reports than it was before. I mean, it was bad enough before, and now it's like, it's like double the work. <laughs> and, then, and then something happened this week. I thought it was so interesting. So I was starting to... I was starting to feel better about it because what I was doing was I was saving their last note. So I would save as, and then I would change it to this week instead of the week before or whatever week I was doing. 
And then I was just updating details in it. And this was making me feel better because I was saving time. I wasn't having to fill out this whole thing again. <laughs> and then on, I think it was Tuesday, I get this email saying, stop whatever you're doing with your weekly reports. They have given us a revised weekly report. Use this one. So basically, I'd gotten into this momentum, and that momentum was was completely stopped this week, and I had to I had to not do that, which added all this time because I had to fill out this whole top, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it really is. It is it is a time it, it takes me time because I have to look that up. I don't know everybody's number. I have to look it up. I have to have the date they started. I had to, I have to have all these details. It's like it's like I don't I just don't even know if if companies understand what they're doing when they do this kind of thing. When they are just always updating, when there's constant change. When there's constant change and then there's this learning curve with their employees and then their employees get get okay, I'm able to like adjust and come to this and then I have to start over again. So that was part of the, the what derailed me this week was having to start over with actually the majority because I think I had only gotten like, by that point, I had only gotten like four of my weekly reports done and then I had to start over. Um, and and now I'm not entirely sure which ones that I used the new report on and I didn't because I got the new report and like template and I put it in all of my files. So <laughs> anyway, so basically what I'm trying to say is it makes me like where I don't want to, I really don't want to write. Because I've been like forced to write, like, and I am, I just like, oh my God, the last thing in the world that I want to do is write right now. <laughs> and so this is going to be a challenge. I was thinking about like when I wrote Blonde Haired Girl, when I wrote both of those books, I was, I was in positions that I wasn't doing this amount of writing. That's for dang sure. Um, and there wasn't as much pressure, like on deadlines and everything. There wasn't any pressure on necessarily like all these deadlines. I mean, I everything is so rushed. I can't even tell you. Then I was thinking with this new job, like things are not going to be as rushed. I'm sorry, I'm rambling on and I'm going to stop. But what I'm trying to say is, is that in this process of creating our lives, can we have it all? And I think that we can. And I think sometimes it takes discernment. This is something that I've talked about over and over and over again in my material. This idea, do we just take this thing? Because, but we have a greater thing that we really desire. We have a greater thing that we really desire, but we're just going to take this thing because 
It's the opportunity that's in front of us right now. And it is a combination between taking that thing that's in front of us right now to get us where we want to go. So recently, I had asked the universe for a position or for like a lump sum of money. And I'm not, I'm not even saying that it's not coming. I'm not saying that it's not coming because it might be coming. Um, but I asked the universe for a, a sum of money and I have been, I've been wanting to move to this particular place for three and a half years now. And, and I really feel like it, I'm getting the signals that this would be the next step for me. That taking this position, if if offered, would be the next step for me. And so like sometimes there's like almost until sort of like the the stars align and it's like ding, ding, ding. And then this really is the opportunity to get me. And so the universe is like, okay, this is the fastest route. This is the best train to get you where you want to be right now physically. And, and there are so many aspects about it that I just, I just cannot believe they have a, have a company car. And then I couldn't believe that it was on the same name of the road that I grew up on. And then the 333, I mean, it seems like it, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I will certainly let you all know, but I, I, believe that it is like this combo between us, you know, and I do practices every day along with my imagination. I write in a journal, like I, every single day I write, well, not every day, but most days I write generally how I would like my life to be. So I'm sort of like writing my mind movie in a way. I'm like, I am creating my life through word and in my imagination. And then things are just sort of coming to me out of nowhere, like they have throughout my life, like, with these people that I met that it was just a little bit out of nowhere, like, okay, and they ended up being very significant people to me. Um, and so I think that's about it. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you listening. And I will, of course, be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.